Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. Hello. (laughs) And welcome back to another episode of our podcast. Thank you for tuning in again to our shenanigans. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know why you keep doing it, but we appreciate it. (laughs) We do. Um, So today we have quite the treat where we're discussing an entire season of a series. We're going to talk about season two of Russian Doll. And we did discuss season one previously. So if you're interested and haven't listened, you could go and listen to season one first. Or if you don't care or have already listened, just keep listening to us talk. Yes. (laughs) And if you haven't watched season one yet and you're just kind of like, a casual listener who is curious about Netflix things, definitely go watch season one of Russian Doll because it is so good. Yes. Um, Madison and I both rewatched uh, before watching season two just to remind ourselves because it's been like three years since season one came yeah. out. It's been a long time since season one came out and, and it probably like at least a year and a half or two years since we talked about season mm-hmm. one. It had been that long since I had watched it and I'm very glad I rewatched it because it was like, so much better than I even remember it being. And yeah. I've forgotten a lot that had happened in season one. Yeah. But um, we're, we're here to talk about season two. Today. Yes, we are. <laughs> so what did you... So I guess you know, for season one, uh-huh. the show talks about follows the story of Natalie, or sorry, Nadia and Alan, who both are dying and then reawakening at the beginning of the day that they died on and like kind of reliving their their life in a loop and and they eventually kind of break that loop at the end of the season one so i wasn't really sure what they were going to do with season two you know how do you how do you top that you can't make them end up in the same kind of loop again that would be boring so like what do you do for for a second season of the show right um what what did you think of what they did i thought it was very I thought it was very interesting, very cool. I wasn't expecting it because I also had the same thoughts. I was like, what could possibly, like, are they just going to get stuck in another loop? Like, what's going to happen? But it is so good. Like, I really liked this. I don't think I've ever read anything that's or seen anything that's similar to this. Yeah. And like, you know, they, you know, essentially go on a train to the past. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But not even that, just like they take up the consciousness of their family member. So it's not even like they're just happening, you know, traveling in the past, but it's like there's someone else. And it's, yeah, it's a very interesting premise that I was happy to have them explore, you know? Well, I was happy with the way that went. But but yeah, what about you? Were you pleased with the way things went? I was. um, I had a few critiques of Mm. it overall. Overall, I liked it. Um, I thought they tried to, do a little too much and I kind of got confused at some points as to like which family member they were supposed to be in the past because they, the further back in time they went they became different family members from their yeah. past and I wasn't always following is it looks like their great great grandmother like like who who is she supposed to be now kind of thing um so I thought maybe they went a little overboard with that and they could have just flushed out like one generation back a little more or something yeah <laughs> But overall, I did I did like it. I thought it was very interesting. Um, and like Nadia is the one who 
discovers this ability first, I guess. Um, she just gets on what she expects to be a normal subway train and then ends up in 1982 for the first time. And she quickly realizes that to everyone around her, she looks and sounds like her mother. So for like all intents and purposes, she's inhabiting her mother's body in 1982 when she's like eight and a half months pregnant <laughs> with herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, which was very interesting. I liked that part like a lot. And then like she ultimately ends up giving birth to herself and and then like it goes a little off the rails where she tries to like steal herself and bring herself yeah. from the past to the present and kind of breaks time and that's when things kind of got really confusing about <laughs> what was and who was supposed to be who and what time they were in. Yeah. Um but yeah, overall I enjoyed it and I think I would like to watch it again again because maybe it would make more sense on a second watch through. <laughs> yeah yeah i can't remember how i felt during my first watch besides enjoying it but like the second watch through i definitely wasn't having issues following it and i kind of noticed more things having seen you know obviously through the entire se- season right. um but i will say that i was pretty excited with like the six train and aster place being like the place where she, you know, originally finds out and gets on. And they're always talking about Astor Place because the six train and Astor Place were like my stops when I first lived in Manhattan. (laughs) So I was like, these are my places. And I looked and I was like, oh, and they actually filmed it at Astor Place because, you know, you can see all the buildings. And I'm like, oh, and that CVS is where I pick up my prescriptions. Like, hey, so. (laughs) (laughs) That means that I've probably been to that subway stop because I visited you once when you were still living in Manhattan. Definitely. Yeah. But I was awesome. like, oh, New York. New York. Oh, I don't know if I actually ever said that I live in New York, did I? I think I've always um, been like vague about it, but surprise. I feel like <laughs> you've heavily alluded to it more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Large East Coast city. <laughs> With the Broadway and Manhattan. That's true, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I was like, ooh, six train. But um, but yeah, I liked I liked too that we really got to like learn a little more about Ruthie, who is in the in season one, yeah. like her mother figure whose stove keeps blowing up with the gas leak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish like I would like to see how Ruthie came into the picture to begin with, because mm. In 1982, she's already a well-established figure in, um, what's her mother's name? Um, Nora. Nora's life. But we don't really have, like, what is the backstory? Why is she, like, so committed to helping this person? Are they friends? They don't really seem like they get along that well. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. what is the connection? That's what I would like to know. Yeah, that would be interesting to know because, I mean, she's also, like, very... Um, Ruth is very willing to do like anything for Nora. Like she gives up her late husband's, like her wedding ring to her late husband in order to get all the crew grants back. It's kind of like, yeah, she she goes above and beyond just to like be Nora's friend who's clearly like not only has a drug issue, but a mental health issue, like clearly schizophrenic. So it's a lot to take on and she just kind of does it selflessly, you know? Well, I think, like, she's supposed to be um, Nora's, like, psychiatrist or psychologist. Mm. You know, I I think that was, like, I'm trying to remember because Ruthie kind of says something about it in season one. I know she definitely is a psychiatrist. I didn't know that she was supposed to be hers. 
If no, so, maybe that, maybe she's not. Maybe she wasn't actually treating her. Maybe she just was a psychiatrist and had a lot of insight into Nora's issues because you know she had a lot of knowledge in that field. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, it could be the fact that she was, you know, her therapist or whatever at one point, which is you like, know seems unethical, still, but that's okay. <laughs> I was gonna. That's still like so far above what you would do for a patient, you know? Oh like, yeah. Like following them around and like being so heavily involved in their life that like her mother and like Nora's mother and grandmother were also like around and in the picture. And then there's like Ruthie who seems to have like as much say in what's happening as like the mother and grandmother do. Um, So I wanted to know how she like, why is she that established in Nora's life? Like what, what is this relationship? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's. It's interesting too because obviously in in this season, the one of the main plot points is that Ruth is is sick and she is dying, right. and so <clears throat> Nadia's yeah. yeah trying to come to terms with like kind of like how she feels about all of the mother figures in her life because for the longest time, and I think she mentioned this several times that she kind of like if she could have chosen, then she would have been Ruthie's daughter or whatever, right? And part of that, you know, especially in the end of the episode, is like her coming to terms with the fact that like regardless of what life you know led her to that's where she is she wouldn't be who she is today without you know Nora as her mother it's crazy as she right. may have been um and yeah it, and then ultimately like having to come to terms with the fact that like trying to like change that means that she was not there for Ruth in her death yeah. you know it's kind of it's an interesting thing that a sort of you know it's an interesting way i find it interesting the way that they did that and kind of almost made it seem like if you pursue something that isn't necessarily worth it you're gonna lose out on everything you know it's like she could have spent those last few days or months i don't know apparently she was gone for ages who knows when time collapsed seriously (laughs) time was a little confusing especially towards the latter half of the series yeah she could have been gone for months, and it's it's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, but she yeah, missed out on all that just because she was trying to pursue her Coney Island, as they kept saying. Right, and it does seem like the time that Nadia and Alan are spending in the past is time that is also passing in yeah. the present. So, like, if they spend a week in the past trying to do things or observe things or change things, when they come back, they come back, like, a week into the future from when they had left um so they're they're kind of like missing gaps of time of things events that are happening in their real life while they're in the past trying yeah. to change things it's like are did neither of them have a job i don't understand I know. <laughs> <laughs> we know that nadia had been a video game designer in the previous season but i don't know that she's doing that anymore in this one <laughs> yeah yeah but um but yeah, so um, interesting. I, I like another thing I really liked about this season when she was inhabiting like her mother. Mm-hmm. I feel like she got that perspective of like being able to understand her mother's illness because she started seeing like the bugs crawling yeah. out of her skin. Like I remember when I first watched this season, I was like, "What the hell is this? Like a side effect of like lingering too long in the." in the past but it's clear yeah yeah, it becomes clear that it's like she's just really experiencing like her mother's schizophrenia or whatever which i thought was a really interesting like addition to everything like you can't just go back and be your mother without the 
the reality of what her life was like, you know? Right, right. Experience, like, seeing the world through, like, that mental illness that her mother was, you know, literally seeing bugs crawling in and out of her skin. Obviously, like, the doctors are telling her, you don't have bugs crawling in and out of your skin, but, like, that she's literally seeing it and feeling it. Yeah. Which is disturbing. But um, there's kind of, like, when Nadia first goes back to the past, she, like almost immediately assumes or um, realizes, I'm not sure which, that, like, she can try to change mm-hmm. the, the loss of those coins, that, like, the her inheritance that her mother had lost kind of thing, and it becomes, like, um, like immediately this obsession for her, and it was kind of something that she was obsessed about in season one, too, was that her mother had lost all these coins and all the money that she, she knew the exact, you know, value that these golden <laughs> coins would be worth in today's money, and so, like, that lingering obsession kind of rolls over into her thinking that now that she can go to the past and she is her mother, she can make changes and, you know, prevent her, her mother from losing these coins. And, like, for the further and further back she goes, she tries, like, all these different things to try and get the coins to ultimately end up being in the present 2022 with her. Mm-hmm. But nothing that she does ever works out. And she kind of comes to this realization that she can't change the past. Everything that already happened is going to happen again, regardless of what she's doing. It'll, it'll find its way back to being the way that it always had happened. Yeah. And and it makes you think too, because <clears throat> we see that like the only reason that the, her grandmother was ever in possession of the Krugerrands is because she went back in time, stole the family, um, stole back um, all the family, like, you know, candlesticks and shit. And hid them under the subway (laughs) or wherever it was in a train station somewhere. And like later on and sent, you know, got um, the priest to send her the information later. So it's kind of interesting in that, like, it makes you think that like, this is one of those points where like, you know, Nadia was always going to be in that position of being sent or be, having the ability to go back in time to quote change things, but the changes that she's yeah the changes that she's making are actually just what happened. So yeah, it's, that's it's like true. a weird like paranormal knot that her family <laughs> is stuck in with Alan as well. No, like what does what does Alan even have to do with what's happening? He's just like a side story in this. <laughs> no, poor guy. That's another. Thing. I didn't think about that though. The fact that like. Yeah, the, the reason that her mother even had the, the ability to steal the coins from her grandmother to begin with was because Nadia had at some point gone back in time and stolen them from the Germans yeah. and, and hid them and got them to, I guess, 19, like, 50, 60 mm-hmm. version of herself. <laughs> yeah. That's really is, interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and they even stay because... Um, I'm pretty sure that the person who, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was her, Nadia's grandmother, who was like the younger woman who got, who she was in when she got the money in um, Budapest and the, or the things and then hid it. And then later on, it was the older version of her that got it. And it's kind of interesting because we learned then too, the, the sort of like Romani friend of hers, who's now in New York City as well, says something like, oh, yeah, we just, like, she got this random letter in the mail and it led her to this. So it's kind of, like, I think it reinforces the fact that it was not the grandmother originally who did that. It was always, yeah, it was always Nadia, which is so bizarre. 
Yeah, that is really strange. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I didn't catch that in my watch there. I was thinking that like everything that had happened, you know, but I guess like you said, everything that had happened is what had happened. But yeah. it's like she's stuck in this weird time loop where she was always meant to go back in time. Um, I don't feel like we get that from Alan's story as much. Like no. the idea he needed to go back in time to change anything. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's maybe because that that was one of the critiques I would have of this season as well, is that like I'm so happy that Alan is still in it and we get to see some more of their interactions and it's not like this big huge thing that happened in season one is just forgotten by season two. Right. Um I love too that they're somehow still intertwined and like experiencing the same thing um in this wacky way. But I feel like we also didn't really see much like compared to Nadia's adventure. Right. He didn't really do much. He kind of like, you know, he was in his grandmother to witness that Lenny went to the West. Hopefully he lived. And that's pretty much <laughs> the long and short of it. But I think, right. you know, obviously the whole thing is partly for, I think for him to them both to learn lessons. And so his lesson was to sort of like realize that he needs to sort of like relinquish control and be able to appreciate time as it is now versus trying to like idealize the past where he could have like had this life as his grandmother with Lenny. All right. You know what I mean? So it's weird. And I assume part of it um, is maybe him too, like realizing that, he's it's okay for him to like explore these sides because he's like yeah he's like very into lenny as his grandmother but certainly there has to be an attraction when he's himself as well like right he's still in charge of his grandmother her actions to an extent you know what i mean right the way he feels as his grandmother is the way he also feels as himself yeah but yeah alan doesn't even come into this season until like the fourth episode like he's very very briefly in it in the first one and then like nadia goes back in time and it's like all just about nadia until the fourth episode when we kind of have they're like oh like look at he couldn't go back in the past too um and like now that you pointed out like that nadia's ability to go back to the past almost had to exist because of events that had happened in the past that she had already changed, you know, like she was already part of this, the cycle of needing to go back in time, but you don't get any of that from Alan's storyline, like why there would be a need for him to have to you know, be able to go back in time like that. Um, so like with the, season one, you know, they were linked because they were supposed to like help each other out of their own, you know, death loops, basically. Yeah. Um, she was, supposed to stop him from you know ending his life and he was supposed to save hers but like again there's no like reason that he needs to be involved as far as like he's not helping with Nadia's storyline at all so like why can Alan travel back in time then is he just like riding on the magical skirt trails of Nadia's ability (laughs) (laughs) why is he able to go back in time if there's no reason for him to need to be able to do it (laughs) I I agree yeah I agree because it's like he doesn't do it's not like he's doing all these sort of excessive things to like ultimately shift the destiny it's like he tries to convince Lenny not to go he goes anyway like right you know yeah so yeah it's an interesting thing where like yeah i mean yeah i don't know i, I kind the, of wish we very, had more yeah yeah at the very end it's like 
this super weird scene where they're like walking on an abandoned subway track and then they like get hit by trains coming from either direction and then they float down into pools of water and then make their way out of these pools of water and like they're kind of talking to like I'm not sure if they're talking out loud or if it's more of like a thoughts in their mind and he says something about um like I, I killed myself how can I ever live with that so I feel like somehow like the fact that he had killed himself and in one timeline essentially in season one and Nadia ultimately stops him from doing that like he's trying to work through the fact that he had done it to begin with still yeah. but that's that's kind of a, that that's a hard yeah I don't see how that ties into his need to be able to go back in time <laughs> yeah well it's it's interesting too because we um whenever Nadia interacts with her mother like in that last scene when they're on the train together and she hands her hands herself over to Nora right um that's really like aside from like the schizophrenic breaks that's really the only time where she's like they're like chatting together and it's like immediately after that she's back in the train and she sees her grandmother and her mother and the the her mother grandmother's friend and they don't recognize her and ruthie and they don't recognize her you know what i mean which is like it's a weird sort of interaction whereas like with the things that happened in that like void space with alan and his grandmother it's like they she recognizes she recognizes him she tries to like reassure him it's like a very different vibe it's almost right. like his grandmother has like transcended and is now in the void somehow. Right. Well, as she's like the one a that keeper. identifies as a void. <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, I don't know if you noticed, but like there are times throughout Nadia's journey too, where um, she runs into the, uh, into Alan's grandmother. Oh, really? Yeah. No. She's cause she's like an MTA worker. So, a, you know, a train worker and okay. in the subway and um she's the woman who tells nadia as nora that she needs to wake up and get off the train otherwise oh. yuppies are gonna arrest her or something so okay. she's kind of just like there occasionally like i i, I assume that's meant to, meant to be her in her real time just right. like happening to be in new york and crossing paths with nora which makes you think like okay there's more going on if like different generations are sort of running into each other by chance right. and helping each other out. You know what I mean? But like, was when Alan was going back in time and was being his mother, he wasn't located in New York, was he? No, his grandmother. He was in, um, he was in Berlin. Yeah. That's what I, oh, he was going back in time and, and as his grandmother, not his mother. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I had a hard time following that. Yeah. <laughs> for him, it was only ever just his grandma and he, okay. We see him calling his mom a couple times on the phone, and okay. and see she seems to be a doctor of some sort. But yeah, okay, yeah. But Nadia experiences life as multiple past family members. Yes, mm-hmm. at a increasingly old, going all the way back to 1944, I think was the oldest. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I'd be. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever learn more about what was going on with the void or like. Alan's grandmother or what but it, it seems very yeah. interesting the the end of the show like when you get into the last episode especially it just 
it's interesting to watch, but I feel like they were tr- trying almost too hard to outdo season one to like come up with something that would be even weirder than than the storyline in season one, which was already really awesome. So like they, it just seems like overkill, like this whole floating down into the void thing, yes. <laughs> walking around in water with being able to take her, like, cause when she goes to take her baby self from the past to the future. I was really surprised that she was going to be able to do that. Like when she got to the presentation at her baby self with her and it becomes really apparent quickly that time itself seems to be broken at this point. (laughs) Then she didn't have been able to bring, you know, herself past self to the present like that. Um, And it just got kind of hard to follow and I wasn't really sure. And you got like a lot of these cuts then also to the present 2022 with like um, them finding out that Ruth has a pulmonary embolism and then Ruth in the hospital and Ruth ultimately dying and, and the funeral. And like Nadia is so like unpresent for most of that. She's spending all this time in the past that she, she kind of misses out on Ruth's like last days. And ultimately it, seems like they're gonna be stuck you know in the in the in the present they won't be going back to the past anymore um yeah but kind of i it ends and i wasn't really sure what to think about it yeah (laughs) i know we didn't really get like uh, it's you know we see this moment with alan where he seems to get some clarity talking to his grandmother and then he leaves the void and then like everything happens with you know nadia and her mother and then nadia just kind of like shows up at the wake yeah. And kind of like she and Alan give like a knowing look to each other. Like he's kind of like obviously like, oh, okay, you've made it back. That's good. Right. But it's weird that he's like, I would have thought they would have maybe chatted a bit or like they, they would have been like, there have been a moment where. A little bit of debriefing, you know. Yeah. I was just like <laughs> him that's like sitting there and her like, she like grabs his arm briefly and then like walks into the bathroom and ends up in front of the mirror where it began, like season one began, which I kind of liked that. I thought that was a cool way to like button up the end of the season to like bring her back around to where a place that is arguably like very traumatic for her. Right. No, I liked, I liked that it ended there, but then there was one episode where when they somehow like Nadia ends up, finds herself in Alan's apartment starting the day, then I think it was after she broke time. Yeah. Um, he finds herself in Alan's apartment, like at the start of his old death loop. And he wakes up in at her party in the bathroom. And, and like, I thought there was going to be something big that happened. Nadia yeah. is just like at the door and she's like, nope, we got to get out of here. And I was like, what just happened? Why go to all this effort to have this happen and then have it mean nothing? I know <laughs> when they, when they, yeah, they did that sort of like split scene where they were both in each other's place. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Yeah. And you're yeah. right. And then immediately she's like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And then it just ends and they're like, oh. She also like, was oh, like. Yeah, she also is very quick. I mean, the thing that sort of like immediately tells her that she needs to take the baby back is when she sees Ruth like suffering up the stairs endlessly. And she's like, ah, this is fucked. And, um, you know, which is obviously like, it's a good revelation to have at that moment. But also, she spent like, there was less than half an episode of time being broken. I was like, I thought maybe it would have been explored a little more. But yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of did feel like a little rushed and maybe they weren't entirely sure how they wanted things to end at the end of this. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then there was just like a lot of weird stuff shoved into it to try and confuse us enough that it doesn't matter that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> To be f- yeah, and I mean, it sounds like we're very much shitting on this season. I really still liked the season. No, I, there, I really <laughs> there are just plot holes or issues, but I mean, that's fine. It's also, I mean, everyone who's listening should also be aware that there are only seven episodes in this season, and they're all like 30 minutes long. So it's a very, very short <laughs> season. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that's uh, why we chose it. Yeah, as with season one, also very short. So it's like yeah. they can only do so much you know yeah i I get the impression that like season one was amazing i i think it was definitely better than season two i think season two was very good as well but i feel like they had when they made season one they had like this very clear idea for like this really awesome show structure and people liked it so much so there was a call for a season two, but it's like, where do you really go from the end of season one? Like, I didn't think they would do a season two of Russian Doll because it kind of seemed like, where would you go from? Yeah. So, I think this was them trying to like figure out where you would go from from there. And and it's good. It's very interesting. I like I said, I want to rewatch it. Even it was that good. Other than the fact that Alan grew a perv stash, I didn't like that. Yeah. But besides that, like it was very good. Um, but season one was better. Yeah. I would agree. But I mean, I, I heard also, I think I read or read somewhere that um, when they originally signed the contract for this, they signed for three seasons. So I'm like, oh. what's the third going to be? Oh, like, how, does, <laughs> how much weirder down the rabbit hole is it going to go? Right. <laughs> Check back next year on NNO for an update. Indeed. Or three <laughs> years from now or however long yeah, it takes. Maybe. Takes them to, to make it and then for us to record on it. Yeah. <laughs> The um the last thing before we get to like quotes and such, uh huh. What is the real role, or who is Horse, the homeless um, guy? He's a really interesting character because he's clearly has some connection to all of this. Whether he's like meant to be some sort of like type of god or just to like yeah. a puck up. A- puck like trickster i don't know but he's he seems to be like yeah initiating this somehow or or he's like somehow part of yeah he he if we want to look at like both season one and season two is somehow i don't know traveling between different dimensions getting caught in dimensional loops being able to go back in time that kind of thing he is somehow it, an entity that can travel within mm-hmm. all of that unobstructed. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of how I, I picture him. And he's, yeah, he's a really interesting character. <laughs> so he maybe, has a good quote. Um, yeah. Did you write down anything by him? I don't remember. So you go ahead. I mean, it's just that it kind of ties into what we're talking about. Yeah. He says, time as you understand it was invented to synchronize the European train system so that goods can be moved across borders. So like his view of like, you know, the way you're looking at time is just something that you people invented to, to synchronize the European train system. And like time itself is so much more than your watch or yeah. you know, time clock kind of thing. And I think that he has some greater understanding of how time works and loops and overlaps and can somehow travel within it. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. I, yeah. Maybe, maybe season three will be learning more about horse. 
Oh, horse and more about Ruthie. Like, let's learn about her backstory. Yeah. Just leave Alan off entirely and focus on them guys. <laughs> yeah, although Ruthie's dead now, so she's probably out of the, se- <laughs> out of the okay. series. That doesn't seem to stop them, you know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> characters in the show. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. Everybody in the show has died. Many of them more than once. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, there was a cool scene when time broke as well, where she um, was wandering around and she found her her bodies like from yeah. previous deaths and then Alan's too, which is when she kind of remembered that she could go to him for help if she needed it. But Oh yeah. I forgot about that. So does that mean that like her worst fear, like in the last season that like all of these timelines were happening and there was all of these different versions of Ruth who were grieving for, you know, all the different deaths of these different Nadia's because like she finds a spot where all of these different bodies are in a morgue together and they've all been killed in the ways that she died like it just a lot of you know questions that are just simply not answered <laughs> yeah no it does make it seem like it it may be like a multi multiverse thing where like yeah. every death split the time the timeline in a different way right so yeah interesting i don't think we ever fully learned either how um because they you know originally when she saves alan and alan saves her they're in different timelines and then they sort of merge so it's right. like, did the timelines actually merge? I'm not... He, right. She did say something about like, you know, luckily we ended up in the same timeline, so I have to check up on him or whatever. But Yeah. Unclear. Yeah. <laughs> Other as, things as, to explore <laughs> in season three. I mean, if Netflix is looking for suggestions of like what to talk about in season three, you should really, you know, listen to this podcast, Netflix, and, and we've given you all kinds of ideas. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All these different plot holes and and unanswered questions from season two, especially. You could clear some of them up in season three. Yeah. Um, Oh, man. But I I will say that, like, Russian Doll season two, great. I loved, um, I'm trying to look up their names real quick, but, like, the actors are just, like, so good. Yes. Um, Natasha Leon is the the one who plays um, Nadia. She also plays in Orange is the New Black. Oh. And Charlie Barnett is uh, Alan, at least. And then Ruthie is Elizabeth Ashley. But, like, they're just so good. And I think, like, yeah, I don't know. I, is, they do very convincing performances of, like, being these what? sort of, like, broken people <laughs> trying to, like, yeah. make it, you know. That yeah. was so good. I, I agree. It was it was well done. That was one of the one of the perks of both of these seasons was that they were well acted and well done. And maybe that's why it took so long. You know, they had to give it the time to, to between like, seasons to, to get themselves in the headspace. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Very method acting. They lived two years in their role just to. <laughs> oh my god can you imagine living for two years as nadia <laughs> i mean you'd be doing so many drugs i don't know how you could even I live would be, i would be dead like literally <laughs> i think the amount of like alcohol and, and cigarettes and drugs she consumes in a week would kill me <laughs> <laughs> yes it would it seriously would <sighs> but yeah. i guess it would help the character yeah that's true that's true yeah. Um, but yeah, do you have any uh, other quotes you'd like to share? 
I do. I got a. I've got a bunch of quotes that I wrote down. Um, I'll just start with the, the at the beginning with Nadia saying she's talking about all the different doctors that Ruthie has to see and and like how managing Ruthie's healthcare is just getting out of control. Nadia says, "I'm so sick of doctors. I've got to see a doctor about it." Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's um. In the first episode, when uh, we find out that Ruth, Ruthie was in the car accident, uh, Nadia says, that's what you get for going to Jersey. It's free to get in, but you got to pay to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I liked when Nadia first like realizes that she's gone back in time. She says, when the universe fucks with you, let it. Yeah. And that's kind of like her whole attitude throughout that is just like, well, let's see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I do wonder, like, if she has ever considered, like, if she died in the past doing some of the things that she was doing, like, would that mean that she ended up dead in the present, too? Because she doesn't seem to, like, put a lot of thought or consideration into, like, whether or not doing these things might just get her killed. Right. (laughs) Or past self or whatever. Her her mother, her grandmother. (laughs) I mean, it makes you wonder, yeah, if... um... I wonder if, like, something like that were to happen, if, like, the powers that be that are controlling all this would intervene to, like, reset right. reset the, quote, loop there or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, after uh, Nadia makes it back from the sixth train and her voyage to the past, um, she tells Alan about it, and he says, I-, I wish I knew what to say, but I'm just not taking the sixth train into my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I liked when Maxine is visiting in the present day. She's visiting. I think they're in, I don't know, someplace in Europe. Oh, and they're in they're in Hungary because that that makes sense with the quote. Maxine says she's like exhausted. She says, "I want to sleep with a Hungarian, but first with myself." <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about their whole trip together to like no, no. Yeah, to see the like Nazis' grandson. Yeah. That didn't really amount to anything, so they just no. went on like a mad LSD trip and ended up in a graveyard. Yeah, the only thing that helped was it put her and uh, uh, Nadia in front of um, that priest's grave, so then she knew that she could reach out to him for for help. Uh, yeah, that was that is true. <laughs> yeah. Shortly after that, um, she calls Ruthie, and uh, I wrote down this quote. She says. Uh, we always think that closure is something we can find out there in the world as if we can find it in another person or a confession or an apology. In the end, nothing can absolve us but ourselves. Very nice. Hmm. I um, have one written by one by Ruthie. She says, nothing in this world is easy except pissing in the shower. <laughs> Yeah. That is not something that I have ever done, so I don't know if it's easier. Oh, not. well, presumably you just stand there. Yeah. I feel like I would just rather do it in the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ruthie also said at one point uh, trauma is a topographical map written on the child and it takes a lifetime to read. Ooh, that's that very good. nice. I didn't get that one, but I like it. Um, Alan says we can't escape. We can't escape being a product of things we can't change. Mm, yeah. Like that. I wrote that one as well. That was good. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. Um, at one point um, during the, when time is collapsing and people are just like, you know, whatever is happening. Alan says to Nadia, do you not care that their lives are disintegrating? And she says, they're artists. 
they love the surreal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, probably true. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last quote I have written down was by Alan's, is it his mom or his grandmother that his, he meets in the void? Yeah, his grandma. His grandmother. Um, she says, we can't spend our lives so scared of making the wrong move that we never live at all. Yeah. I, 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 that was my last quote as well. So good. Oh. And then she follows it up with, don't be so afraid to live. But it's so good. It is, yeah. Good advice. Take take advantage of the moment, everyone. Live in the here and now. Buy <laughs> tickets to a concert every month until June, like I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or musicals. It's like... Or musicals, yeah. Sorry, one's a Broadway show. <laughs> Two. Oh, I, I, I guess I bought the other anyway but yeah so that is russian doll season two um stick around we'll talk about season three if and when it airs yeah stick around for several years and we might talk about (laughs) (laughs) and uh i mean i would love to say we'll get back onto a normal schedule soon but that's not how we roll so i I won't say it (laughs) this this is our normal schedule and you are all used to it by now if you're still listening we record about once a month at this point but that's all right that's fine (laughs) but yeah so thanks everyone for listening if you want to reach out to us on twitter feel free so at nno podcast or you can send us an email to navigating netflix originals at gmail.com cool and if ever you have something that you'd like us to watch feel free to let us know and we will give it a look-see yeah definitely send us any suggestions that you have Alrighty, so on that note, thanks again, and goodbye! Bye!